0: Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.OmegaManRadio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to nine zero three zero West Sahara Avenue, suite six six five, Las Vegas, Nevada, eight nine one one seven. We thank you. Are you ready?
1: Mega Man Radio Network. This is another live show. Today is September 12th. Today Saturday or Sunday. I think it's Sunday. shows you how many shows I've been doing. We did six hours of programs last night. Wow. Me and Anthony Hilder were both uh, falling asleep uh, when Randall Mando jumped online and uh, woke us up. Of course, uh, you never know with Anthony J. Hilder what his style may be. You know, he looks for dramatic effect. And so... Uh, I thought he was just being really dramatic, and I think he was falling asleep on me, but uh, poor Anthony, he had been uh, awake for 40 hours straight, so. and then I think he had some uh, Oxycontin or something he was taking for his uh, root canal, he told me, so I'll cut him some slack, but then it kind of started to crank up uh, at about 2 a.m. last night. <laughs> at any rate, uh, I have uh, messed around with my Plantronics headset, and so I don't know what I'm sounding like coming through. If someone in the chat room there would let me know if I'm coming through there clear, I would appreciate it. I might need to play with my tone button. I'm just not sure. Um, at any rate, without further ado, let me get uh, Rando Mando on the phone. Rando, are you on with me?
2: I hope so. <laughs> There's the man. Hey, I uh, you know, I was trying to call in on Skype earlier, and for some reason, you know, we're going to have to, pray over our show right in the beginning because I was having the hardest time dialing out, and I do it, I probably do it 20 times a day on different shows, and for some reason I could not get my Skype to work to call in, so uh, praise God, I'm here now. How you are know, I wanted family? to ask
1: you, uh, is, was, is your father, is his name Dan Caitlin? No. Well, do you know who I'm talking about? you know Pastor Dan over at Messiah's Branch? Yes. You need to uh, listen to him. Listen, you all sound like identical twins.
2: Well, he, he must be a great man. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: a compliment, i like to pass you that.
2: Yeah, I'm just teasing. No, no, uh, um, not at all. But yeah, I, I, I'm familiar with uh, who he is, uh, vaguely. Uh, I think I've heard him speak before. Uh, most people tell me I sound like I'll be doing barbecue commercials. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I understand you got your coffee finally, or I hope you did. I, I made mine right before I called in, uh, right down to the wire. Um, how are wow. you? Today? Everything going? Did you get some rest?
1: I'm doing, I'm doing good, and, um, and in fact, um, we've got. Uh, oh, that's strange.
2: This is a live show. Yeah, program, that happens so every once in a while. That happens every we, uh, once in a while. We may
1: have some uh, difficulties tonight. Uh, the chat room is kind of going a little crazy. I'm sitting here, and it said uh, Seesky has been muted by admin for breaking rules. Seesky, uh, I don't know what that was all about, but uh, I didn't do it to you, but I think you've been unbroken. <laughs> we may have some technical issues tonight. I don't think the devil wanted this program to happen. Uh, I know we didn't want last night's to happen. I had Dr. Pat Holiday on at, uh, at about uh, 840, something like that, boom. Uh, major storm pushes through here, lightning, flashing, you know, power line is... Uh, Blowing in the wind, and the last time that happened, you know, I lost my uh, connection for a couple of days. So we, we learned to do some spiritual warfare in this show, uh, just so we can keep I, I, going.
2: I'm just looking at the chat, Shannon. I'm sorry. I see they got Grok kicked out of there. Uh, Grock, they probably what? just know who Grok is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let me <laughs> we'll uh, back let, in a minute. let me fix you. Okay. I think you're back there, too. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to try to refresh It I think that. what
2: happens when you, when you text something uh, a, a certain number of times, it, oh. it breaks the rules. I think if you do the same thing over and over, I'm not sure. Uh, I've seen it happen on other shows, though. Uh, that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I believe.
1: Interesting. Well,
2: you know, you know blog, talk radio. <laughs> I uh,
1: I'm kind of slow tonight, folks, and so I better take a sip of the coffee. You know, I don't think I've even had a coffee today. Come well, wait a minute, t- I lied. I actually had star sucks earlier today. I broke down and really had one today. No, I get the cappuccino. I ask it for you know extra wet, with with three raw sugars. You know, extra wet is kind of a combination of, it's between a cappuccino, which is dry, and a uh, latte. And you're it's so darn expensive. You know, you can buy one of those and just about buy a whole pound of coffee. So uh, I only go there with rare exception. And today was one of
2: those if days I kind of... If I get a I get a vanilla bean frappuccino with an extra shot of espresso. Uh, and uh, that's very seldom that I even go there. I like a frozen coffee when I go there. I just don't like their their hot coffee. I can make better coffee at home, I believe.
1: Absolutely. I buy the Dunkin' Donuts uh, brand. And uh, by the way, I see um, Rick Hoyt in the chat room. Rick, I want you to call in tonight and share a testimony. And that's what we're going to do yeah. tonight. I'm going to give out the phone, folks, and I'd like you to call in. If you like to, to speak to Rando the Mando or, or myself? If you've got any questions, comments? You want to share a testimony? You just want to chew the fat? Uh, the number to call in tonight is 917 889 2745. and 917 uh, 889 2745. We'll talk about whatever you want so uh, what's going on with you today my friend
2: you know I've just been jumping around a uh, blog talk for a little while I got up this morning uh, you know how it is when you host a blog talk show bro and, uh, there's always something to do uh, get your things lined up and I don't even have a show scheduled for the day I, I was answering emails from yesterday from folks that I uh, uh, That we're interested in some things. I've got something that I'm putting together. I'll go ahead and mention it on your show so you guys can be thinking about it. God's really laid it on my heart lately that we need to be doing some intercessory prayer. Of course, that's what you talked about on your show last night when, uh, Sister Pat was on. But, uh, he's really laid it on my heart that we need to come together and, and do like the King of Nineveh did when Jonah went there. You know, he said, uh, God's going to destroy you. And, uh, the King of Nineveh put on sackcloth and ashes. Uh, put his old good robes away and told everybody in this country, do the same as me, and God stayed his hands. So um, even though what's going on is prophecy and we see the things that are coming at us, we can still, I believe God answers prayers. So yes. uh, if uh, keep, keep in track with that. Uh, uh, Shannon, uh, Omega Man is going to be there. Uh, some other invitations that I sent out, if you haven't got your invitation, don't worry about it. I'm sure I'm going to get you. We want as many men there, guys, uh, as we have, of course, girls show up uh Bams is going to be doing a show just like this uh girls for for you uh for to do some intercessory prayer for you guys you know just uh, if it's something god 's put on my heart and be prayerful in it uh pray that God gives us direction in it and that he blesses that uh, as a matter of fact shannon if you don 't mind uh i'm going to open for, with prayer real quick because god 's put a, a a word on my heart that I want to share with the listeners and then uh, after prayer if that 's okay with you
1: Amen. Let's start the, let's start it off right. Go for it.
2: Lord Father in heaven, we're just so grateful that you let us come here each time to Shannon's show and fellowship in the chat room. And sometimes we laugh, Lord. Sometimes we cry. Sometimes we just, uh, we're in awe at the information that we're getting from the guests that Shannon has on. And, and thank you, Lord, for, for the, the blessings that you've given him and the abilities and the talents that you've given him. And, and thank you, Father, for him uh, being the kind of servant that he's willing. Uh, i i see there's a lot of people in chat rooms uh the same people in chat that are so uh, so loving you father wanting to know you more and i just ask that you reach your hand out and bless those fathers that are after your heart uh, pour out your uh, mercy on them show them their strength give them give them strength father uh, send your spirit to them give them peace uh, we're under spiritual attack lord we ask that you surround us with your angels and put a ring of fire around us lord and keep us protected from those attacks and help us Uh, know how to defend ourselves father and i just want to thank you for jesus and thank you jesus thank you for coming and saving us and and uh just washing away those sins and and thank you for that holy spirit father and go with us as we go into the show give us the right words Uh, search our hearts father give us the right hearts and if there's any way that we can lead someone to to your father and to jesus we ask that you give us those words and, and the right spirit to do that and encourage each other uh, in your word, Father. In Jesus' precious name, I ask these things. Amen. Amen. And, and what I wanted to share, Shannon, you know, uh, I'm just like you. Every day I get up, I, I, um, I thank God for, for waking up. When I take my first breath, I get out and I, I try to uh, uh, pray protection on my house and my family. And, and my possessions, and then I I do what everybody does. I go through brushing my teeth and the whole more. I get my coffee going, and then yeah. um, then I I sit down once I get awake and open up God's word and get my word for the day. And the word for the day that I opened up and and you know it's ironic. We've always talked about it's not even irony. We it's, I'm amazed at how it, this happens. It always happens when I open up God's word. It's Isaiah chapter 24, and I'm just going to read a few verses of it just so you'll know exactly what God put on my heart today. Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, and with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, as with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. The land will be utterly emptied and utterly spoiled the lord has spoken this word the earth mourneth and fadeth away the word languisheth and fadeth away the haughty people of the earth do languish i'm going to stop right there and guys i encourage you to pick up god's word and get into uh isaiah a little bit especially uh, chapter 24 god put that word on my heart because what's going on i believe shannon uh the things that we need to be uh prayerful about the things that are going on around us we need to open up our eyes and take those blinders off and Stop believing what we see with our eyes and start looking around with our spirit's eyes. So I just wanted to share that with everyone, guys. Uh, I I got my fix now. I got my Bible fix for the show. (laughs) Uh, I want to encourage you guys, if if you need prayer, call in and talk to Shannon or myself. Uh, If you've got something going in your life and just want to share, or if if you're filled with the Holy Spirit or if you've got something you want to impart on us, throw that in there, too. That's what we're all about. The lines are going to be open. And uh, I encourage you to call in. Uh We we want to talk to you. Back to you, Shannon.
1: Amen. Uh, we're here for whatever your need is tonight. We'll pray with you. You need deliverance. You need healing. You have a special request. You uh, just want to share a testimony. You just want to chew the fat. I don't know where that came from unless it was the Eskimos. Where they, I think they were eating. They were chewing well blubber. Or maybe the cowboys <laughs> did it around the campfire. Did they chew the fat?
2: You know, I don't know. My... Uh, my grandmother did you ever
1: eat, uh pig skins growing up, by the way?
2: I did. I did. I, I actually did. I was going to tell you, my grandmother always had uh, cracklings is what she called them. Uh, she always had pork skins around the house, but she loved, she used to tell me, you know, if we had pork chops or steak, give me that piece of fat, and she'd just gobble it right down. I, you know, it was the most sickening thing I ever saw, but she loved it. Uh, I guess people do chew the fat.
1: <laughs> yeah, my grandmother uh, was raised in the Deep South, so... She would eat these like barbecue pork skins. I used to eat them too, and they they were, you know, they're kind of uh, I guess, kind of addictive.
2: They're not bad. They're not bad, but you know what? Um, After a few, after you, after you eat so many, you can't stop, but you pay for it later. (laughs) You pay it for it in your belly. You pay for it around your waist. You pay for it in every way possible. It's kind of like you're in the south. You know what a crystal cheeseburger is? It's kind of go eating the crystal. Oh my goodness! You don't know what a crystal is? It's kind of like a white castle. We call them. uh, sliders (laughs) Sliders, <laughs> for a reason. They're they're great. They're great at three o'clock in the morning when nothing's open but the awful waffle, and you want something <laughs> different. But the next morning, believe me, you regret it. It's kind of like one of those things. I'll never do that again. And then the next time you get that craving, you go. So.
1: Uh, Man, that is so true. I get you know to get the sack of you know, like four of them with French fries and a coke, and then, uh, oh my goodness, yeah, I regret it the next day. And then I will say I'll never go there again. And then I'll end up doing it again, you know,
2: eventually. Yeah. Uh, but not well, only you know, that, they more. ought to have they ought to have more restaurants open, uh, more restaurants open in the in the morning where I am I live in the, I live in Panama City guys and uh, the only thing that's open that time in the morning usually is a place called Corums. There's a few of them in town. It's kind of like an omelet house. Not bad, not great, but you sort of like it's, the Waffle House. Better, better, than nothing. It's a lot like the Waffle House. Um, you know what? the Waffle House is good? I like them scattered smothered, covered, chunked, diced, and topped, <laughs> and in my hash brown. Uh, Waffle House, you know, uh, is, is pretty good. Uh, they're not as good as they used to be, I don't think. But uh, is what is? You know, I used to love McDonald's too, and now every time I even look at McDonald's, I just want to. Uh, I don't. I, you know, I, I can't even think. it I can't even think eating it. I used to love them, and I'm not talking bad about, about McDonald's, guys. If you love McDonald's, go for it. But I can't do that anymore. I just can't. I don't know if I'm just. I don't know if they changed their recipes in these restaurants, or if I just got old and my taste buds changed. Probably. Well, you know,
1: Wendy's is not too bad. I mean, you know, for two dollars and forty-four cents, you can get a uh, small chili and a double stack with cheese, and you know that's actually yeah. a pretty cheap way to to eat.
2: Well, you know, uh, if I guess if you wanted to <laughs> eat that way and care what you're putting into your body, you could save a lot of money on groceries just going and getting a, getting five or six cheeseburgers at McDonald's for what a under a buck a piece, getting a large uh, size, go with it?
1: I'm trying to tempt Rick out there. he's starting to look like an Ethiopian now. I told him to slow down on his weight loss program. He's left me in the dust
2: uh yeah you know what I've seen people lose weight and they go too far and then they then they gain back and they'll get a little bit over they'll finally balance it out if that's what they want to do. pray about it guys uh if you're trying to lose weight, believe it or not you're gonna think we're crazy about this. I give God glory and everything. God can help you with that uh, Obesity is just a uh, just as big a problem as any other thing you have going on with your health, God wants you to be healthy. God didn't create us to be sick. He created us to be holy vessels for him. So uh, well, remember, God. Uh, go ahead.
1: You know, I, I kind of like having an extra 50 pounds. I think I can live an extra six weeks during hard times. you got to have more water,
2: bro. you got to have more water to drink. So, uh, I'm
1: it on like a camel. You know, I can I'll live an extra couple extra months. Uh
2: well, you know, you brought up a good point. You brought up a good point. Um, you know that the food crisis is really going to be coming on this uh, on this world pretty soon. The best way to control uh, a society is to control their food. Uh, usually, you know, if you look back in uh, the earlier war tactics, the best thing to do was get someone holed up in their city and you'd starve them out. They would finally even open the doors from starvation. They, they ran out of rats and everything else. Well, they'd start eating each other. Um, but eventually the city would fall because uh, they didn't have any way to sustain themselves. And uh, get ready, guys. Uh, if for nothing else, uh, you know a storm. If you think a storm's coming, just go ahead and prepare for a storm. If the storm doesn't come, so you got some extra food. Give it to the church. Give it to a, a food room somewhere. Uh, there'll be a ministry for it. There's not going to be anything wrong with you going and buying food right now and storing up. Uh, there's going to be hungry people coming by your way, and the best way to minister to those people one of the best ways to start is to feed them. That's what Jesus did. You know, he fed, he fed 5,000 people with a two-piece fish dinner. I can't do that, but I know God can provide ways for us to minister in the same way. So be prayerful about that, guys, and I just wanted to encourage you since we talked about food. You know, Shannon, we love food. Uh, I'm all about some good eating. but uh, it's We know how to eat down here in the South, don't we? I mean, yeah, so eat yes, fried, yes, fried chicken, mashed potatoes. You know, I was raised Southern Baptist. I was raised Southern Baptist. Uh, Of course, I'm not really associated with with any denomination now, but uh, I was raised Southern Baptist. My wife was raised First Assembly of God. So I used to tell people if we want to go eat, we go to my church. If we want to go out and dance, we just got to hers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I believe cannibalism is coming, America. I really do. And if you look down here in the the deep south, you know, uh, sometimes I look at people and they look at me and I wonder if they would eat me if they got hungry enough. Yeah, you, know, you see some real well, heavy you do have people extra down fifty here. pounds
2: there. You do have an extra fifty pounds there. You might look really appetizing. Rick might have the right answer. Uh look thin and, and don't have any meat on your bones. <laughs> I mean now, i something's going something's going on. Something's going on. I just I got kicked out of your chat, so there is something going on with Blog Talk tonight or we're just being under attack. I am uh I'm out of chat. Of course I'm gonna stay on the line with you for now. Um but I'm kicked out of chat so I really can't see that. Maybe it'll Maybe let me re- I hate to refresh.
1: Yeah, just refresh.
2: Uh, yeah, let me try to refresh and see. That'll
1: work. And if you'd like to call in tonight, um, help us out. The phone number is nine one seven eight eight nine two seven four five. If you've got a testimony or something that's on your mind you'd like to talk about, uh, we've got the ability to take five hundred calls. So uh, call on in. But no, um, I wanted to clarify something, though We've talked about uh, what should a person do to prepare for these hard times that are coming, and uh, Maybe I was uh, not clear enough, but just to correct it, I wanted to say uh, I do believe, Rando, a guy needs, I mean, a family needs to uh, do what they can do. And, you know, if God has blessed a person with the ability to uh, put back some food, I'm all for that. Uh, I've done that over the years as I've been able to. And, uh, you know, again, uh, when hard times come, uh, it'll buffer it a little bit. You'll be able to live on it for a while. Now they could, you know, the government could um, say anything over a week supply of food is hoarding. And they could take it away from you. Well, if they take it away, then so be it. Um, you know, someone might try to take it away at gunpoint. That's a possibility, too. But you've got to do something. And uh, having done all stand, and I believe that's just being prudent. Uh, you know, Noah had um, the ark he built. Joseph... Stored, you know, seven years' worth of grain or corn, whichever it was. And uh, it fed a lot of people during that time, right?
2: Mm-hmm. You a so, um, drink of coffee there, bro.
1: You know, I <laughs> mean, uh, so what do you do to prepare? Um, and how far do you go? Well, it just depends. Um, you know, pre- if you're able to prepare, prepare for you, get some extra. That way you can help your neighbors out, your family, your friends. Everybody can buy a bag of rice, I would think. You know, you might have to sacrifice some um, eating out a little bit. Buy a bag of rice. Buy some tuna. Um, when you look at canned meats, there's not a lot of options unless you want, you know, want canned tuna. There's a little bit of chicken. Spam? I don't know. That's an option. But uh, I did find this uh, ground beef. It actually will last five years. I think it's called Yoder's ground beef. And uh, they pack it in uh, some grease. And it's like uh, maybe a pound and a half per can. It costs like five or six bucks. And, you know, you can make spaghetti out of it. You can make a hamburger. You know, the important thing, though, is high-quality protein. There is no doubt about that. So you've got to get it somewhere. And, uh, you know, if you don't like uh, canned tuna, then maybe you're just going to have to eat beans. But, you know, beans and rice will go a long way. Uh, You will not starve. I'll put it that way. It may not be a steak dinner. Um, But you can store it for a long time. And what I did is I started taking and... I would go down to, like, Home Depot, and I'd buy a five-gallon plastic bucket. And then you get some, like, uh, real heavy-duty plastic bags. You throw a couple oxygen absorbers in there. You you pour the beans or rice in there, tie it up with a, a cable tie, drop it into the bucket, and then put a couple oxygen absorbers on that and seal it up. And what I'm talking about are little they're called Mitsubishi oxygen absorbers. You can buy like a pack of them, like 100 of them for $10. And immediately on contact with the air, they just start absorbing the air. You can buy them off of uh, honeyvillegrains.com. That's one place to sells them. So what we would do is we would just, I would buy like a 50-pound bag of rice or beans, put them in these buckets, sell them up to the top, throw in some oxygen absorbers, and... Uh, that's the best method I had. You know, some people use dry ice. I just never have used that. Uh, that's probably the best way to do it. You will probably get weevils at some point in time. We, I bought, uh, some bags and, you know, it would get the weevils. And, you know, the, the bag would start moving by itself. And <laughs> uh, you know, but, uh, hey, I think that, uh, something like that's good. Um, I recommend buying the emergency. Um, that's a, that powder drink rando you can get. They have, like, super orange, and it's a one gram of full-spectrum vitamin C. And you pour it in the water, and it makes it taste like orange juice. They've got different flavors. But, you know, one of the biggest problems during famine and hard times is people get scurvy. That that was what yeah. happened to the sellers on the ships. You know, they would uh, they get scurvy. And so they found out if they threw in some limes on the voyages, yeah. they'd get a little bit of vitamin C, then their teeth wouldn't fall out. They wouldn't get the rickets and stuff like that. And that's why they call them the limeys. Well, you know, if you can get... Uh, one of these little vitamin C packets, you may not have anything else to drink but water. Well, it'll flavor the water, and you get your vitamin C for the day. So, And it's not very expensive to do. You can get like a box of like a 30-day supply maybe for like $7. So, you know, I think, think about 30 days. Just sit down and figure out what it would take to feed you and your family for 30 days on something bare minimum. You know, rice, beans, maybe some tuna. Maybe you can be more creative than I am. But I'm thinking about things that can store for a long time. And... Um, Go for 30 days. If you can't afford it, try for a week. You know, and, um, get some water purification. Like maybe a ketodyne water filter. Uh, at one time, brother, I was all, I mean, I was hardcore. If you had seen my basement, it looked like a, uh, a grocery store. At that time, I had resources. Now I don't. And, uh, when I moved, it all had to go. But, I mean, I had like 55 gallon, uh, blue buckets. And, I mean, I was, I, I went so far as I had them on these, uh, movable carts, and I probably had 20 of these, so I literally had, uh, 1,000 gallons of water in my basement. People thought I was nuts, but I said, hey, what are you going to do with that water? You know, you'll die. So, uh, water's very heavy, you know. I think one pound weighs, uh, what, seven, eight? One gallon eight weighs pounds. like seven, eight pounds?
2: Eight
1: so pounds. I had these things filled up, it was like 400 pounds. You needed a cart to move them, and, uh, I filled up to the brim, and, You know, you may want to put a little bit of uh, Korox bleach in there. There's instructions for doing that on the Internet. But I was prepared, and uh, I unfortunately can't say that about myself now. But, uh, you know, if if I can do something, I want to do it because, uh, you know, God does want us to take care of our families. If if we don't take care of our families, we're worse than the infidel, it says. So you do what you can do, and if you can't afford anything, then you're going to need to trust God. Um, We'll all be trusting God before it's over with because whatever you're going to take into the wilderness, it will probably run out. You know, just as they left Israel when uh, they did the exodus, Moses let them out. You know, they hauled things on their backs, but after about three days their supplies ran out and they had to trust God for manna from heaven and, you know, divine protection. I believe he'll do that for his saints in these last days. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with preparing. Again, uh, give it away. If hard times don't happen anytime soon and the food is getting ready to spoil, you know. There were people during Y2K who lived off of it when they lost their jobs, So I think it's prudent. And um, I remember when I had 35 cents to my name and I just lived off ramen noodles. I did that for about six months. I could buy four for a dollar. Well, I wasn't getting enough protein, but I didn't die. And that's the point. You don't want to die. So uh, anything's better than nothing, even if you just buy four ramen noodles for a (laughs) dollar.
2: I've I've eaten ramen noodles so many times in my life. I'm not going to eat them until I have to, brother. (laughs) i'm just not i I, there was a time in my life uh actually when i first moved to panama city my wife and i were so broke there were days that we were uh, sharing a honey bun or sharing crackers and peanut butter and we'll get into that on the isaf show next sunday i'm going to be giving my testimony on his show next week if you want to tune in and, and hear that exodus of my life god's really blessed me guys in a lot of ways and i want to share that with you to give you some encouragement and uh, and I hope you guys call in tonight and give us a testimony or or give us a good witness of your faith because uh, that's what it's all about. There's no greater uh, blessing for a brother or sister than to hear a, the testimony of of, an, of a fellow uh, servant of God. And and there's no better way for someone to see the evidence of God's mercy and grace to hear a great story of how somebody had changed and God really changed me. and, and you know and I want to share that with you. And I'll encourage you to call in tonight if you want to share that, or call in and talk to Shannon or myself. If it's me, you don't want to talk to me, just tell me to shut up and talk to Shannon. And uh, our, our vice versa, I'm sure. Shannon's well, you know, some of the way,
1: stories but... that you'll hear from these guys that went to um, concentration camps, there was a movie that was made famous called Empire of the Sun. Do you remember that one by Steven Spielberg?
3: Yes. And yes.
1: they had a young actor on there who later became um, uh, Batman. What's his name? Um I'm sure some Christian of you Bell? Remember. Yeah, Christian Bale. Christian, a Christian Bell? Bell? Well, there's a, a a certain point in the uh, movie. I think it's John Malkovich that says this. He says, "You know, everything that you can do, even every uh, cockroach that you eat at this point in time, or grasshopper, whatever you catch, rat, uh, anything that can keep you alive for another day, because there's been people who have, if they had just hung on, they were only three days away from being rescued or liberated." Right. And so anything you can do to extend life an extra day. But, of course, folks, there is a time coming where it's going to be, um, you know, hey, you've done all you can do. may not be enough anymore. You know, then you've got some supernatural provision, promises like David else talks about. You know, the time they, him and his whole family sat down, they had no food. And they just had an empty plate. And God impressed on his heart for them to sit down. They prayed. They, clo- they closed their eyes, prayed. And then they opened them, when they were all full. I said, whoa. That would be a pretty amazing miracle. Or the time they did have some spaghetti, and God kept blessing it, and they just kept dipping in, and it was just it kept replenishing itself. Wow! I mean, you know, that's like the miracles from Elijah's day. I mean, uh, it can happen, folks. Um, So you know, don't scoff and you know get get angry at someone who does prepare. You know, otherwise, put your money where your mouth is, and don't even go back to the grocery store and just wait for God to send you manna. I mean, we shouldn't tempt God either. He does give us a brain. And he wants us to use some wisdom. And, uh, you know, one time, maybe he'll, he'll put a, uh, a Joseph in your family. Be the only person that uh, believes in preparing for the hard times. And if that person's uh, taking action, it saves the whole family, you know. You see that's that a lot of families. That God,
2: that's the word that God gave me yesterday. That's what I opened. The day before it was Psalms, uh, Psalm 18. So get into that one. That one will uh, twist your brain around that one. That will help you out in your walk. What I was gonna say, guys, uh, you know, grab your grab your four or five jars of peanut butter and some crackers. If nothing else, you know, there's gonna come a time. Even let's just say, let's just say I'm wrong. I tell you what, I'm not wrong about. I'm not wrong about the prices keep going up and up and up. And it might be even if food's available, it might be to where you can't afford to go buy any. Uh, Get educated on what you can eat that's growing out in the woods or growing on a tree or under the ground be educated on what bug will kill you and what bug won't because, you know, people say, I'm not going to eat that garbage. When you get hungry, I guarantee, I've seen people eat some things that you would not believe when they're hungry. Uh, ask the homeless guy who's digging around in the dumpster for that uh, two-day-old piece of bread or for that old sandwich or this or that. Uh, you know, people who are hungry will will eat almost anything and, 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 you know, I just don't want you to have to go through that. There's a better way. And I also believe... Uh, I believe what Jesus told us in Matthew 24, you know, as it was in the days of Noah. When, when we take that in consideration, uh, God provided for, for his people in, in the days of the patriarchs and the days of the Exodus. He also provided for Noah and his family. He provided, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, what are we going to do when they turn the Internet off, you know, or they we don't have a communication system? You know what? God's had a communi- communication systems in place since the day that he created this planet. Uh, He's got angels that are messengers. He's got the Holy Spirit. He's got a voice that he talks to us with if we use our spirit ears and listen. Uh, you know that the message that we're preaching now will still get out if we're faithful. Uh, what we what God wants us to know and and what He wants us to lead us, He'll lead us. Don't forget, guys. He's God. This is all His. He created it all. Don't think that God just can't have us be able to talk to each other in a way that we don't know. We really don't know what our, what our gift is, and um, just get ready for miracles because if it was like it was in the days of Noah, there's going to be some great miracles and events happen, and you're going to be able to see it. You're in that time, you know. God did God put you here for a reason. At this time, you could have been born at any other time in history. You're right here for a reason. I think God's lined up people to stand up and be counted, and um, and I want you to I want you to be one of the ones that's counted, you know you've got something special. Every one of you that are listening to my voice right now has a gift that God's given you, whether you realize it or not. If you don't know who the Lord is, uh, come to Jesus. Find out what blessings God's given you. And, uh, and let the Holy Spirit help you activate those things. Be washed in that spirit. I- I'm going to encourage you guys. Uh, there- there's no better way to live. Believe me, I've lived, uh, I've lived some low-down ways in my life. And nothing compares to the joy that I have now through faith in Jesus. Uh, no other one can help me be safe from the from the enemy that's attacking me. You know, guys, there's covens right now around the world. I heard this on another show today, and I won't go into who the show was. But I, I've, I've been this has been revealed to me, and, and you too, Shannon. There are covens that are gathering around the world. Uh, he said six o'clock. Uh, whether it's Eastern Standard, Central, whatever, I don't know, maybe it's 6 o'clock, whatever their time is that Kevin is, maybe they're just attacking us throughout the day. If you're having headaches, guys, if you're having itchy skin, if you are feeling depressed, if you're feeling um, unfaithful, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling lots of things that are not normal for you to feel, more than likely those are these. Spiritual attacks—they're coming on you as God's people because they're going to just get harder and harder and harder. So I want you to wash yourself in the blood of Jesus and, and apply that blood of Jesus in your lives. Uh, cover yourself in it uh, through faith. Uh, perform self-deliverance if you don't know how. Get in touch with Shannon or myself or someone like uh, Dr. Holiday. We'll be glad to help you. What I know and, and my, you know, my knowledge is really limited, but I am aware that. You know deliverance is, is essential to our our lives as Christians you know Jesus said or you know they'll, they'll cast out demons and they'll heal the sick and, and they'll do all these things in, just like me and in my name so that's how you will know my people we should be delivering people from a uh, from the fire we should be pulling we should be uh, casting those demons out of believers and to Jesus we should be binding up those demons and, and working on the person and try to free their soul from hell that's what we should be doing we need to be proactive about those things instead of waiting to be attacked sometimes I just want to go on an attack you know it's like this everybody's really jumping all over this nutcase down there just wanted to burn the Quran you know do I agree with him I want to burn the Quran too I'm just not gonna tell everybody in the world that I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna make a big political uh, political statement out of it but but I know what the Quran is and, and I know what that religion is all about if you don't believe me guys Go get you a Quran and read what it says about you as Christians. Can we be can we be equally yoked with with uh, Muslims? No, we can't. They're taught that they can't associate with Christians or any other faith, and that they can't even be friends with us. But they can put on the guise of friendship if it meets their needs. So uh, I think the issue there. Some Muslim friends out there, guys, their their religion teaches them. That they can't associate with you and have nothing to do with you, but that they can, uh, act like they're your friend. Read, you know, read the Quran if you don't believe me, guys. Uh, It's amazing what you'll find in there. So should he burn it? Probably not. Is it burnable? Absolutely. And, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe we're looking at it wrong, Shannon. Maybe we ought to just be standing up and saying, look, you kill another missionary in the name of Christ, uh, that's, that's professing Christ over there. We're going to nuke you. You know, because yeah, I mean, what look at it, uh, if you say you're going to burn the Quran, we're going to attack you.
1: Look at it from the other side. If, um, if someone were to burn a Bible, do you think that the news would do anything about it? No, we, no. we basically get spit on as Christians. They can uh, defame mm-hmm. the name of Jesus Christ all they want. They could burn Bibles. They can burn flags. But when it comes to burning the Quran, all of a sudden they're the sacred cow. So I understand uh, where these guys are coming from. Maybe some of them are just looking for publicity. But I, I think in the case of these two pastors that did, you know, they're really tired of the crap that's going on. Um, you know, and if, uh, if it was such a big issue to the president, then all he would need to do is say, look, uh, I'm not going to uh, sanction this uh, this mosque being built close to the ruins of the World Trade Center, which killed 3,000 people. Um uh, that could solve the problem right there. But the, the truth of it is, I don't think it was them that did it anyway. I think they got the rap for it, and I believe it was pulled by our own CIA and MI6. That's just not um, a fantasy in my mind. Go ask Dr. Stephen Houston, who was actually an MI6 agent at the time, and he said his handor said this was the greatest oper- operation that CIA had ever pulled off. We kind of went into some of the details late in last night's show. So... The point I'm making here is, uh, again, uh, you go against Islam, that's off limits. But you go against Jesus Christ and the Bible, you know, they don't care. They won't even cover the story. So, you know, I don't have a problem with what the guys did. Uh, if I were president, okay, I would, um, I would exile every Muslim. I'd send them back to one of their choices. They go to Syria, Iraq, Iran, Libya. There's plenty of places they can go. Saudi Arabia? Um, Plain and simple. Did God tolerate it in the old days? No. He told the kings, okay, to tear down the groves. He didn't want them to coexist with other gods in the land. They were to drive them out. But, uh, you know, unless that's just my fantasy, that'll never happen. And, uh, you know, if you believe what the Bible says, it's only going to get worse. And uh, Christians will become the new terrorists. We've already started to become that. How interesting it is that George Bush Senior, you know, gave the thousand points of life the New World Order speech and now the Department of Justice document, if you go read it up at Steve Quell's website, it has a whole list of terms which they uh call radical. One of them is anybody mentions the name New World Order now. Or anybody uses the Hebrew name of God, which is, you know, uh Yahweh or Yahovah, depending on what you believe. You know, we got the Tetragrammaton, the Y H W H, but I believe it's probably Yahweh or Jehovah or Yeshua for Hebrew, Jesus's name. If you say those, though, you know you're a nutcase and you're really on their watch list. I mean, there's a whole classification now. You know, people believe in the literal interpretation of the Bible. You're a terrorist, and you know they're not enforcing it right now, but uh, soon they will. I mean, I understand in Canada, if you even speak against homosexuality, you can be arrested over there. It's a hate crime. So uh, I wouldn't suspect, that, uh, I wouldn't doubt that they're going to pass a law that says you burn a Koran or you speak against Islam, it's a hate crime, but they won't add uh, Jesus Christ or the Bible to that list. Just like the laws that uh, you and I have to abide for, by don't apply to the illegal aliens, I don't even think that they have to be part of the new health care system or pay taxes, yet they get all the benefits, is that right?
2: That, that's right again I, I think in most states now they can even get a driver's license here and and uh, if you've gone to get a driver's license anywhere especially in Florida when I moved to Florida, it's like pulling all your teeth to try to get a license in Florida. you got to prove who you are in like five different ways and uh, and if you just moved uh, to a place, how are you gonna prove that you live there when you're just now getting all your things together you know you've never received any mail so uh, but you know what? If you're an illegal alien, you can just walk right down there and plop down whatever information you want to give them. They say, well, "Here, here you go." Yeah, there's you know. Uh, you know are talking about friend. profiling. We're being profiled as Christians now. You yes. talk about racial profiling, and we are a race, believe it or not, guys. If you're grafted into uh, the the nation of Israel like I am, and like Shannon is uh, through the through the righteous right. branch, or through the branch, through the Gentile branch, uh, we're grafted into that. So. Well, you know, if you're, if you're part of the, the nation that I'm part of, we're stereotyped as Christians. We're stereotyped as Christians even by Jewish people right now because of these. And I'm going I'm to no, get on to it, Shannon. I really didn't want to, but you know what I'm fixing to say. It's all these pseudo-Christian preachers out there that are twisting God's word. I'm going to get mad. And forgive me if I do, guys. They're, they're twisting God's word. They're telling people lies. They've got these kundalini spirits that are controlling their worship services, these false manifestations, these lies, and people are just sucking it up like crazy. They're leading so many astray. You know what? I could see the Muslims coming. I know what they're going to do. They hate me. They tell me they hate me. I worry about the guy that's standing behind the pulpit, that pulpit pimp that's prostituting out the church. That's the one I worry about. He's the enemy. That's the the wolf in sheep's clothing that I worry about. The one that's leading God's people astray. I I don't worry as much about the Muslims. I know they hate me. Uh, I know why they hate me. Uh, And I I know their hate is based on a lie. That's the most pitiful thing about it. Shannon, my love for them is based on truth. The truth that Jesus Christ uh, imparted to me when I became a child of his. Well,
1: you see, though, Randall,
2: there. Go ahead.
1: There are lukewarm Christians. There's also lukewarm Muslims because if they really believe everything they say, then the Quran dictates that they must kill you and I, Randall. You have to yeah. kill all the people of the book. You have to go hunt the Jew and Christian out from behind the rock and take their head. Don't tell me it's a religion of love. It's a religion of hate, folks. We don't in modern days go around and cut people's heads off because they're not Christians. Now, maybe the Catholic Church did. But uh, the point I'm trying to make here is uh, it is a religion of hate. And uh, it's just interesting. That's an interesting comment, actually. They're they're lukewarm in the Christian church, even in Islam. <laughs> but uh, yeah. do they really do what they their their demonic Bible says? Uh, some of them do, and then there's there's others who don't. Uh, but I think it's be hotter. do. you know, you know Shannon,
2: how many people do you know right now? How many how many preachers do you know that are doing deliverance ministries? You, you can count them on uh, your digits, probably. Uh, probably under 50 in the world, if that many. Uh, and, and we're really doing deliverance ministries, probably not even that many. Uh, but but it's one of the basic things that we're taught uh, in God's Word. So, you know, I, I'm sure in every faith that you've got a few that are going to stand up and be the workers, and you've got a few that are just going to sit back and take the credit for it. And you've got a few that are just going to be ignorant of what the work is. They're just going to ride on the coattails of everyone else and hope that they do it okay. The other one's just going to believe you know I'm okay. You're okay as long as you love me and I love you. Uh, we'll go have a fellowship dinner together and, and get our toes stepped on on Sunday, and everything will be okay because once you're saved, you're always saved. Well, that's well, you not See, I think uh,
1: most people are lazy, brother. They they believe we can just it's okay. We can probably just coast on into heaven, folks. We may be in for a rude awakening. Uh, it says, "Straight as the gate narrows away, and few be that enter therein." Am I? Did I say that right? But you get my point. Yeah. Um, you no, know, God is looking for a commitment. He can deal with you if you're hot or cold. And I believe if you're, uh, you're cold, uh, he'll, He knows how to, uh, to work on you, to get you back, but He hates, uh, people who are lukewarm, straddling the fence. And, um, God is the one bringing upon this nation what is happening right now. It's not any surprise to Him. You know, He has vessels of honor and dishonor. I was talking to Brother Michael earlier at Saul Ministries today. And we got into a really good discussion, and it, it really opened my eyes to some things that, uh, you know, uh, God's in control. Okay, He's even in control of Satan. You know, He gives him so much rope to do His work, and He'll He'll even uh, use the devil um, and his demons to come against Christians if it's necessary. You know, He'll send a uh, He'll send a your enemy against you to carry out his judgment if you don't want to obey just like Israel and uh, Babylon when they laid siege to it what am I saying by that no I'm not saying that uh, God's behind evil but he will allow it to work for his purpose you know if it's necessary you know he, he gives you and I the choice what are we going to do but um, pretty soon he's going to be turning up the heat I believe
2: Let's so going will
1: be forced to let's, make a let's decision around in
2: layman's terms, so we all understand exactly what's going on. If you do something that your father told you not to do, then you're going to get in trouble. You may get to go to the you may just get a, a stern talking to you may get sent to your room uh, yes. you may be grounded uh, and and then it's all your punishment's over, and you're going about what you're doing. If you do it again, your punishment's gonna be a little stouter, you know, yes uh, you're, the punishment's going to uh, face, you know, because your your father wants you to learn. Well, you know what? After a while, a good dad is going to pull those britches down and tan that hide. And and that's what God is getting ready to do to his people, guys. God is getting ready to pull our britches down and just tan our hides because he keeps telling us, look, I'm telling you not to do these things. All you got to do is do this and not do this. But we just keep on following our own ways. We keep on deciding what we want to do, and forget about what God we want to do these things, and, and hope Daddy doesn't catch us. Let me tell you what, guys, and you know this, if you've got kids, you know this from the time when you remember your little kid. Daddy knows everything. <laughs> you know, no matter what you do, your parents know. And God knows everything that you're doing. He sees your hearts. He reads your hearts, He knows your spirits. He knows what He knows who loves him. Uh, he knew out of all the people in Israel out of all the men in Israel he knew that David was the man who was after his own heart there were a lot of great men in Israel at that time but David was after God's heart God knows who's after his heart he feels that love he feels that that praise he feels that glorification that you're given. And that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to help each other glorify God if we do those things you know a lot of these things will work themselves out the closer you get to Jesus the more of these things are going to work out in your life. And I encourage you to become more spiritual in these last days. I encourage you to be more educated. Education is not going to change a man in itself. Only Jesus can change a man. But you need that education. You need to get in God's Word. You need to go with that handbook that He's given us and read it. It's going to tell you what you need to do, folks. It's going to tell you exactly what you need to do. God, you know, God didn't hold any punches. He told you what's going to happen. He gave us examples of things that are going to happen to you through punishment. Look at all the great people in the Bible that did great things. King Saul comes to mind. He did everything that God wanted him to do in the beginning. Then he got haughty and proud, and it was about me, 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 right to the point of even going to a witch in the end to try to bring the spirit of Samuel up. And he did, and Samuel just put him down. And it wasn't long after that that Saul was dead. Uh, My point to that is, guys, don't believe just because um, you, you you've trusted in Jesus and you have had knowledge of him at one time in your life that you're no matter what that you're always okay that's something you've got to continually work on something you got to continually do to stay in God's grace is to be graceful. you've got to be you've got to be graceful in the way you do you got to be meek and you've got to be humble but I'm not saying I'm being a wimp you know because God doesn't want us to be wimps. He wants us to be soldiers he's calling us to war. He doesn't want wimps in war. Do you want to be a private digging a ditch? Do you want to be a sergeant that's uh, carrying out the upper's or- orders? Do you want to be a general? God can make you whatever He wants you to be and whatever you want to be if you can just have enough faith in Him. And it's all about faith. You know, uh, uh, you know Randall. My, uh, my, my, go ahead.
1: Nothing is going to catch God by surprise in these last days. No. Nope. Not one thing. Because if you believe that God is omniscient, it means he knows everything. He's omnipotent, he's all-powerful, and he's omnipresent, he's everywhere at once. And he created everything that was made. It's not the devil has got the upper hand. It all works for God's purpose. You know, Job understood that. You know, he's uh, just gotten the news that all his uh, children died. They were eating together and the roof fell on their heads. Crushed them. You know, he's losing everything. And he's sitting out uh, probably on a, a blanket, and he's uh, scraping the, uh, the sores off of his body, probably cancer that he had, with pottery shards. And the, you know, the dogs were coming up and licking his, uh, his sores. And his wife said, why don't you just go ahead and curse God and die? And he knew God was in control, because he says, though God slay me, yet why well, trust him? And uh, what happened? You know, we know, you know the story. Satan petitioned God. He gave him a challenge. He says, you know, things are going great. Job is praising your name right now when everything is going good. He's a wealthy man. He's got seven kids. You know, got a great wife. He's he's just rich. But take it all away and see if he uh, still praises you. Well, God removed his his hand of protection. And he said, you know, do whatever you want to do. Just don't take his life. Well, he took the life of all his kids. Satan did. And smote him. And his wife said, curse God and die. And uh, Job knew that uh, the only way out of it was to trust God. You know, God was still in control, just as he's in control today. And I believe that what's coming on this country and what's coming on the world is part of God's plan. It's not something that's, uh, you know, got to happen. I believe it was part of God's plan. And, you know, I have to keep in perspective that um, regardless what's going on down here, life is just a vapor. Most of us don't hit 70 before we kick the bucket, but we've got an eternity at stake here. And I believe this is a test run. God is looking to see who who He's going to take into eternity with Him. Who's worth it? You know, if if we have uh, had, had six thousand years since the time of Adam to now, if that chronology um, right. is about six thousand years,
2: about six thousand you know, years, it's
1: just a bl- not even a blink of the eye in eternity. Because you know, God sits outside of space and time. And so, you know, it's a test run. And so uh, he gives you, you know, maybe 70, 80 years on average. And you've got two choices. You can you spend it here, or you can uh, say, you know what, God, I, I would rather uh, forfeit this uh, temporary pleasure down here for an eternity with you. I'm willing to be obedient. We could be in rebellion, and uh, then it's over with so, uh, you know, I start, uh, I start getting worried and I wonder if my life amounted to anything and, you know, you know, try to keep up with the Joneses and all that. You know, folks, it's all vanity. The only thing that matters is, are you doing what God has called you to do? And if you're doing that, you don't have to have any fear because the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. Your best chance of surviving what is coming is to say, God, what can I do for you and get busy about it. It doesn't mean that we're not going to go through the fire. In fact, judgment comes first in the house of the Lord. If the righteous scarcely be saved, we're the inner, sinner and the ungodly appear. But look, folks, it doesn't matter what they can do to the body here. It's all temporary. What's at stake is your eternity. And if we miss it and we don't make it, and we get cast in outer darkness like Elizabeth Devenfure shared her testimony, you know, you're alone. There won't be any uh, family, friends. You won't be having a party down there. You'll be alone for eternity. We can't even comprehend how long that is. It never ends. Torment. Away from God. you want to sleep, but you can't sleep. you want to take a breath of air, but there's no air to breathe. You'll feel everything that you're feeling here. Probably intensified a million times. And then there's the torment that comes along. And I have to wake up and say, God, have mercy. You know, not everybody makes it, Rando. You know, a person can't come to God unless the Holy Spirit draws them. And i tell you something Absolutely. that I can't get my hand around is, you know, God doesn't call everybody. Uh, thank God that uh, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ and you've been convicted of your sins, or maybe you don't know him but the Holy Spirit's convicting you right now, that means you've got a chance. Praise God that God has given you this opportunity because not everybody gets the opportunity. I mean, if that's what, what the Word says, you can't come unless the Holy Spirit draws you. I don't believe he draws everybody. That's just my personal opinion. You know, Why did uh, Pharaoh have his heart hardened? You know, several times, I'm
2: I think sorry. he was ready if you to heard let that, If you heard that, then I had to refresh.
1: <laughs> and, folks, I, I don't have okay. a, some great volume, so I hope I'm not screaming into your ears tonight. But what I'm saying here is God is sovereign. You know, when we get to the point where we want to judge, say, well, that's not fair, God, that you will not save everybody. Where were you when the universe was created, is what he asked Job. You know, all I can say is, uh, give God the the praise if, uh, if you believe in Him or you're, you're being convicted to come to Him now. Because I don't believe everybody gets that chance, my brother. And I, I praise no, God I every day. I, I wasn't born really. in a Hindu family because, uh, there are millions of people dying every day, my friend. Lost in eternity. And if God has called you, then you have an obligation, uh, to accept that call. It says many are called, few are chosen. You know, God is going to—he's going to sift you, he's going to qualify you. Called, chosen, and faithful—you have to be faithful in whatever he's asked you to do, and get busy, because this is just a short period of time down here, and it's over. Where do you want to spend eternity? And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, concerned about the future, Rando, and I know that hard times are coming, but I believe my best shot of survival is to obey the Lord, and uh, there'll be supernatural provision in the, in the wilderness.
3: Yeah,
2: I believe so too. You know, and and you, you said something a minute ago, Shannon, that that just jogged something into my head, uh, whether it's something, whether it's something I'm just thinking or whether the Holy Spirit put it on me. But you know, time is, you know, one of the greatest gifts that God has given man, and it's one of the well, the the worst enemy that man has. You know, there's a paradox there. You know, we're given the ability by God to live in a realm of time where we can enjoy. Uh, a physical reality, which is different outside of time, uh, in, a, in, a, in a different dimension, whether it's in the second or the third heaven, uh, is different. Uh, a lot of the reason that the fallen angels even fell was because they were envious of that realm that God gave man dominion over. You know, they were thinking, you know, why should they have a, a helpmate? Why should they have a wife? Why should they have all these things? Um, and they got haughty in it, and, and they, they thought, hey, we can we can do what we want to do.
3: And, uh,
2: you know, time is great, but this is what I want to tell you guys. Time's running out. Yep. We've wasted so much time throughout history to glorify God. We've wasted so much time as a country to glorify God with the blessings that it gives us. We are just like Israel when Israel was cast uh, in, into enslavement into Babylon, you know, when uh, Nebuchadnezzar came in and just sacked Israel, you know. We are synonymously Israel in this country right now. We were raised up by God. We were blessed in so many ways with a golden cup in His hand. And right now we're Babylon. We have changed. We have turned into something that uh, God hates as a country. And that's a bunch of cold people, or a bunch of lukewarm people, I should say, uh, under the guise of God. You know, uh, we're we're taught in the Bible they came out from us, but they were never of us. You know. like you said, straight is the gate, but there's you know, it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle, needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. There's a lot of uh, so-called Christian brothers and sisters out there that are setting on mountains of wealth, and their brothers down the street, their sisters down the street are starving, or they just lost their job, they don't have a home, they can't pay their bills. That's wrong, guys. You know we're taught uh, if if a man asks you for your coat, give him your cloak also. Get That's him right leave some when you glean the field god commanded when you when you to glean that field you leave some for the person who's coming through that they got something to eat don't take everything leave something for someone now on the same respect you'll see these guys now they'll be out drinking and this and that and they'll take a drink this one's for me and then they will pour some on the ground and say this one's for my homie guys that's that is so wrought in evil you know what they're really doing they don't even know what they're doing they're giving a drink to that demon. They're pouring it out to their homie into the ground. You know what I'm saying? And you you catch me on this because this is something the Holy Spirit revealed to me, uh, Shannon. You know you've talked to me a lot. Uh, some weird thoughts come in my head to the Holy Spirit, but that's exactly what they're doing. They're pouring out a drink for that for that whatever they're worshiping, whoever they're drink offering. With. It sounds like yeah, it's just like a drink offering. Uh, you know, and the ground cries out for that. And I think portals are opened by that. And there are so many things we can do, actions that we do ignorantly in our life that open up so many doorways for demonic uh, entrance. Uh, you've heard me say this just a, a week or so ago, Shannon, when we were talking on the phone. Uh, I believe something's a little strange. You may have heard somebody say this. <laughs> I don't know if you have or not. You know, if, if the, we are God's house, okay? Jesus said, uh, I'm, I'm going to prepare a place for you, a room for you in my dad's house. I'm going to go get it ready. I'm going to get ready. In my father's house, there's many rooms. So if on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured down on man, and we believe in the Trinity, and we believe that Jesus is God, and he came uh, to earth and became flesh and dwelt here, we believe he went to heaven after he died on the cross and was raised from the dead, he went to heaven to the right hand of the Father, and he sent the comforter, the Holy Spirit, on the day of Pentecost. If that's the case, and the Holy Spirit resides in us, and we know that the Holy Spirit is God, then we are God's house. Our bodies are God's house. If there's many rooms in our house, you know, that means to me that there's a lot of rooms that are unoccupied if I'm not full of the Holy Spirit, and something else can be lurking in some corner of that room if I don't go through and sweep my house out. The dust is going to pile up, and anything could be lurking or hiding in there. Uh, just like your physical house, you know, if you ever shut up a room for uh, months at a time, then open it up, you're probably to see some critters running around in there, and our cobwebs and this and that. So I'm going to encourage you guys. That's how I, that's kind of how I think about it with myself spiritually. Uh, go through diligently and keep your house clean. If you're doing something in your life that's unclean for you, stop doing it. Give it to God; He'll take it from you. You say, "Why well, I can't I can't go without this?" Sure, you can. You know, you can you can give up anything for your salvation. That's how I want you to look at it. Is what I'm doing right now worth my eternity in hell? We better it's, find it's a way, nice Randall. <laughs> yeah,
1: because uh, if yeah. we don't sober up now, uh, folks, it's a it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God, and you will give an accounting for every idle word. Those two have been on my mind this week. We've got our first caller. Let's go to the phone. Uh, caller, you're on the air.
3: Hey, how you doing there, Shannon? This, this is Rick. Repent Radio. Rick Hoyt. Re-Repent Radio. Yep. How you doing, how you my doing? friend? Good. How are you, Randall?
2: Hey, brother Rick. How are you, Brad?
3: I'm doing great. Rick, uh
1: you've got a great show over there. Give out uh, your your uh, radio
3: program contact info uh, for people listening. Okay, it's uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash uh, repent radio, all one word, repentradio. Um and my website is uh, godwilldeliver.us.
1: Praise God. Like um so I saw you've got some Andrew Strom running up there. That's a powerful minister. Uh has anybody yeah.
3: heard from him since he went
1: uh couldn't get into the country?
3: Um he apparently is back in New Zealand. He arrived back, I think it was a couple, two or three days before the earthquake hit Christchurch, and that was an eye opener for him. And I think he, he, I'm on his email list, and he stated something like, uh, Now I understand why we couldn't get back into the States. Wow. Uh, he helped out with the people in Katrina. And uh, he felt the Lord was bringing him back to help out with the people there in Christchurch that were affected by the earthquake. So, okay. Well, Rick, I uh, I uh, don't want to get you on for some time. How much time do you have, my friend? I've probably got twenty three minutes. It's, okay, uh, like I, I said in the chat room. Now, would you be uh, willing to share your testimony of skinwalkers? Uh, I, what I can remember, yeah, I'll certainly tell you uh, what we experienced. And uh, When Rando was talking about um, keeping rooms cleaned and all that, I was actually looking at Luke eleven twenty four. 24, uh, I guess through 20, 26 or something like that, that says, When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes out and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of the man is worse than the first. The testimony has to deal with uh, dry places where we were at. My wife and I were uh, residential advisors at a ranch for uh, troubled youth, boys, Yes, sir. And it was in in the middle of the desert. And we can testify that that is also literally true, that the spirits are roaming in dry places in the desert. We had several things happen to us. Um, They unfolded over a period of time, and um, they were scary at times. Uh, We stayed, prayed up, and we prayed over our apartments. Um, and anointed with oil, the, the window cases and the door cases. So a little background. We we had a, an apartment that was attached to a cottage. The boys, we had six boys at any given time, uh, six rooms in the cottage area, um, and then our apartment was attached to that cottage with a door that we could close off on our days off. There were alarm systems in the cottage, so at nighttime, if, anybody, if the boys got up, um, it would set it off, motion and heat censored. So um, any kind of movement would set those off, usually. And there was one instance with two separate boys that saw a short black figure, dark figure, outside of the kitchen door it's kind of hard to describe the setup of the cottage but it would move from right to left past the door and outside the back door it's impossible for a human to be out there because there was a fence on either side of the door you couldn't you couldn't just pass through that area it was blocked off Um, that was one of the first things that happened we were kind of uh, you know whatever they're telling ghost stories um then, personally, I witnessed a black figure go by our living room window. Um, it was daytime. I actually thought somebody was on the property. It's pro- Rick, do you know what time it is right now? <laughs> 9-11, buddy. I
1: apologize. I, I have to, I just, listen, I haven't been looking at the clock. I just looked at it. What's up with that? <laughs> I want to tell you something. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Forgive me. That is rude, but I had to t- document that. I'll tell you something else freaky, though, is I went in today and looked at one of my archives, the show page, that says there's 666 listens. What's up with that?
3: It's been like that for days, so uh, pick up on the story. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, I witnessed this thing. My son and I were working on a school project of his in our, our kitchen area, and I just happened to look up, and this black figure went across the window. Our living room window, and uh, like I said, I thought somebody was on the property. It's private property, so I the, the boys were in school, so nobody should have been outside. I, I immediately ran outside, and I didn't see anybody at that point. Okay, no big deal. Then we started having problems with my daughter. At the time, she was like eight or nine months old. She would not sleep at night. She she was literally would wake up screaming and there was one night in particular, we thought she was just teething or whatever I went in one night to check on her and she was standing in her crib facing the corner of the room, just screaming, blood scream. I'm like alright, that, that's it we're moving the crib, we put her crib in our room later on my son confessed to us, my wife and I that he would hear feet scuffling along the floor in our apartment. Um, now people say, "Oh, they're ghosts no it, this isn't ghost activity, this is demonic activity he my son was fourteen he ended up sleeping in our room we didn't we stayed there but a year doing this job. Um, there was another instance where we were off duty. I was in our living room. My wife had gone to bed, and our bedroom light came on. Um, she thought it was me in there. She's like, what did he need the light on for? And she said, Rick, in the tone of her voice. I knew immediately that she thought it was me, and I had thought it was her that turned the light on. Nobody did. That happened twice. The light just came on. Um, she was another time she was giving my daughter a bath in the bathroom and I was my son was at school I was out working with the boys uh, doing uh, lawn work and stuff like that she thought I had come back in the home she saw this shadow move across the doorway of the bathroom where she was giving my, my daughter a bath at first, she thought it was me. Then she realized she didn't hear anything, and she did not want to let it know that she was afraid, but she was she was pretty scared. She started praying immediately. Um, these things, what are they? I don't know. We had a lot of Navajos in, in the, the um, cottage at this particular time, and they're known to deal with spirits demonic spirits in their their religion um and we found out that a couple of the boys were doing incantations in their room well one one actually claimed to one of the other boys that his face changed in the mirror he, he kept doing it. he was up all night doing this and this was going on um while we were having problems in our apartment. We didn't realize it. We didn't know it at the time, what he was doing. So I don't know if he was calling spirits to the cottage or what. Um, I had... The one that was almost the last straw, it was a a physical contact that I had. Um, We were in a period of time where we didn't have any boys in our cottage, and I went to help out another cottage or four cottages on this campus, and there's a sub-room in the cottages where um, a relief residential advisor will go over and stay overnight, so the the full-time RAs can have their days off. Normally I pray over the room when I go to bed. I forgot to do it this night, I don't know why. I went to sleep, put the boys to bed. Again, alarms are set and all that, so no movement um, from the boys. Otherwise, the alarm would go off. So I never heard an alarm. But what happened to me was I woke up or thought I woke up and felt something crawling up under the bed sheets. It felt fuzzy, kind of like a cat. I'm like, what's a cat doing in my room? I lifted the sheets up, and it got up on my chest and lurched at me, and I pushed it away from me. And then I woke up again. So that happened in the spirit realm, or the dream state, or or whatever. I I just thought to myself, okay, that's freaky, passed it off. Um, I got up, looked out the door to see if anybody was up and around. Nobody was, so I went back to bed. I prayed at that point. Came time to get up, to get the kids ready for school. Got them off to school. Um, then I went back to my own apartment in our cottage and told my wife about the dream and all that. And I went in to take a shower. And when I took my shirt off, I had fingernail, well, it looked like fingernail or scratch marks on both sides of me where this thing had grabbed into me when I tried to push it off. So it was... Grabbing hold of me. I And I have a picture of this. We took a picture of this to document it. I can't explain it other than uh, you mentioned skinwalkers. There, there was a boy in that cottage that night whose room was next to me. And he was um, Navajo. He was, I don't want to, I guess you could say... Um, obsessed with the skinwalker thing which in the Navajo tribe skinwalkers are are people that have given themselves over to satan basically and for the ability to change their shape at night into animals and things like that my personal belief is that it was either i don't know if he was a skinwalker and he did that or he sent something into my room during that night, but uh, it happened, and we eventually we got out of there. We did about a year's time and, and left.
1: Um, now, Rick, uh, I understand a lot of the Navajos. Well, you know, understandably so. They're angry that the um, the white man stole their land, and mm-hmm. you know, we broke all these hundreds of treaties that we did with them. I'd be angry too, but. Um, yeah. they actually have a, a hatred for the white man, don't they?
3: That's kind of uh, passed down from generation to generation? Some, Yeah, some of them do. Some of them do. Depends on how you, you treat them and act yeah. around them. Um, this, this boy was... He was a very bitter, angry young man. I don't know why. I don't know his whole story why he was there, but... Um, all kinds of kids came through there, through this ranch, and um, y- you could almost feel the weight of of demonic activity there, the darkness. And uh, there was a loop in the center of, of the campus that we would walk around and pray around uh, the blood of Christ over the whole campus. And it, al- it felt like it wasn't making a dent, honestly, um, but I'm sure it did. Well, yeah. do you think that you think maybe that was a portal there
2: that uh, for de- demonic activity to come in?
3: You know, I would I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. And uh, to back up a little bit too, I have to confess during um during the time when we were getting a lot of activity in our cottage too, ghost hunters was pretty big. And I think that opened a portal. Yeah. Really? I, I got I got hooked into watching ghost hunters. And that, I, that was a big mistake because, that, to me, that's just as bad as playing with a Ouija board. I believe that, too.
1: Yeah, you know, um, so I believe what happens is, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's part of the culture. It's definitely a demonic gateway. And, you know, there's some bitterness and anger that's passed down the family line. And I believe that the American government needs to make reparations to the to the Indians. I know to some degree they've been allowing them to make money to these uh, casinos, but, you know, that's demonic. But, but my point yeah. is, is uh, clearly they have this um, culture, and they probably think it's cool, you know. Yeah, we have this power. We can transform into these animals and makes us powerful, you know. And mm-hmm. sure enough, uh, they attract the demons to that. And uh, I think they even made a movie called Skinwalkers. Now, Rick... Uh, do you have any yeah. uh, or would you be interested in sharing what happened the other day at 333?
3: Oh, my daughter. <laughs> yeah, I woke up at 333 uh in the middle of the night and I heard my daughter like she was having a bad dream, me yelling under her breath. Um uh, it wasn't really a growl, it was just like rrr, rrr, like she was fighting or struggling or something. And I waited a few minutes thinking maybe it was just a bad dream and it kept going and going. I'm like, okay, this has got to be spiritual or something, demonic attack. So I didn't get up. I stayed in bed but I prayed uh, to God. I called for uh, holy warrior angels. I gave them permission to enter her dream and to bind this demonic whatever was going on, battle that she was going through. And to take them out of her dream, it was probably two seconds after I finished that prayer, and she stopped. I didn't hear another peep out of her the rest of the night. Wow. So I just, I kind of, I got a smile. It made me happy, you know. I put a smile on my face. I'm like, that's awesome. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. I mean, that's... Those, uh
1: that's why it's so important to know about uh, spiritual warfare because we're all going to be attacked, Rick. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm not uh, ashamed to say the other night uh, I went to bed and I started to feel some sleep paralysis. So, you know, I bind, bound that spirit of incubus and succubus and Asmodeus in Jesus' name and uh, realized I could be under a witchcraft attack. So, I, you know, what I'll do every night is I'll say I'll bind away from me any um, demons that have been sent to attack me and I command them to go back to where they came from doing to them what they intended for me sevenfold. I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells. command to go back to where they came from sevenfold in Jesus' name and and um, ask God to loose warrior angels around the perimeter of where I live. The courts was, you know, the word it says, you know, whatever we bind on earth will be bound to heaven, loose on earth will be loose in heaven. That's I ask right. that in Jesus' name. I ask God to put a wall of fire around me in a courts of Zechariah 2 and 5. I apply the blood of Jesus. and Even then... I will tell you that uh, I was having some trouble sleeping and uh, I'll tell you what then I did What'd I went you do? And, uh, I went I grabbed my Bible and I laid it on my chest the sword, the spirit, hmm. the word of God and uh, I also the last couple nights I've been cranking up in iTunes uh, the, the, the Bible on tape I've been listening to Max McLean. and I tell you I said it in uh, Matthew last night and I think it made it to to acts by the time I woke up. And wow. it was pretty loud so all night my spirit man was feeding on it because you know when you go to sleep I think your spirit man's awake oh yeah and, oh yeah you know my body was sleeping but my spirit man was being fed the word of God all night and I figure if the demons are walking around they're not going to hear the word of God for too long they're going to probably run off to an easier target
3: did something happen go ahead I'm sorry no, what do you say oh, no, go ahead get back to you I, I was just going to say uh, back in 96 um, my wife and I were living in an apartment and, and my son was probably two years old or something like that and you talk about the spirit man who is awake while you're asleep I had uh, a lot of things happen to me in dreams and this particular night there was I don't know if it was Satan himself or uh, a demon that was in our apartment and I was going room to room Casting it out in Jesus' name, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And this is 96. That's way before I, I even learned or understood anything about deliverance ministry. I had no clue. I was just doing it in my dream. And this thing was like mocking me and and snickering at me, snickering at me, um, almost like egging me on but it knew that I, once I cast it out of one room it couldn't go back into it so he literally took me through every room in my house my apartment mm-hmm. and uh, at the very last one uh, I think it was at the basement we got to the basement <clears throat> and he turned at me and, and started I was pointing my finger at him and he blew on my finger and it was It was so cold. It was icy cold, but it burned at the same time. And then he left. Now, the whole time this, quote, dream was going on, my wife's awake. And she's wondering what is going on with Rick. Because I I was like, kind of like my daughter was the other night, just, you know, underneath my, my breath. Not saying anything vocally, but she could tell I was having a really bad dream. It was real to me. It was definitely real I and this is where I need her help because I guess I woke up I woke up twice again one time was was not real I should probably go get her but or maybe I can share this some other time um, but I came out of that pretty scared, pretty scared, and I was reading a book called the Fourth Millennium I forget the author's name, but I got rid of that book. It wasn't anything demonic or anything, but I just attached it to that. At the what, time,
1: was, uh, what was the title of the book again?
3: The Fourth Millennium.
1: Fourth Millennium, okay.
3: I, I don't know who the author, is. it was a Christian book, I believe, so. But,
1: do um, well, anything could be a gateway, uh, you know, a book, uh, a movie, music. Yeah, absolutely any number of things. I, I still believe that I, got, I had a gateway open when I watched uh, Sylvester Stallone and the Expendables when they had this uh, violence uh, sequence where probably a hundred people killed. <laughs> and I said, whoa! Yeah. You know, and I God's having to deal with me on that. That's something that I've had a hard time giving up movies. I'm not talking about porno movies, folks. I'm talking about just going to the theater, but uh, you know, I can't find much edifying anymore in the, the cinema. And, uh... No. You know, we got to be on guard, folks, because you're probably going to do more damage than, than good, and you'll probably end up walking out with something you didn't go in there with.
3: Yes. Yeah, I was one of those as a kid. My sister and my cousin, we'd stay overnight at my grandparents' house, and they had a Ouija board there, and we used it.
1: Oh, wow, yeah, that'll open it up. A couple times.
3: Yeah, that was opened up. That was the start of it all, I think, as a kid. Um, and I... Done a lot of self-deliverance over that. Well, praise God! You know you can't be hard on yourself.
1: I mean, it, I mean, you you open up a gateway doing that. That's definitely a way to get them. But uh, you know, praise God, there is yeah. uh, an answer. That's Jesus Christ. He came to set the captives free. So that's right. We, we repent. We ask God to close these gateways. Command the demons that came into that to go in Jesus' name, and uh, and then teach others about the danger of opening some of these doors. But uh, you know, you can open them up. Just as well, being you know drinking a lot of alcohol, smoking a joint, fornication.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think most people listening have been involved in something, so we're all susceptible
3: that's to right. attacks
1: from the demonic spirit. Randall.
3: Yeah,
2: I, I agree. Or it might be something your parents or your grandparents, your great grandparents did that's just been passed down through your family bloodline. Um, oh. Not just that. Not just that. You know. Yeah, generation. I believe. Um, you, this is going to sound strange. I'm glad that demons manifest and attack sometimes, and let me tell you why. It keeps me on my toes. Uh, I think uh, nothing nothing made me stronger in Christ than when these attacks started coming towards me. It showed me the truth of it, the evidence, confirmation of, of things I was learning in the Word. Uh, God will use that to, to jog us, just like you said earlier, Shannon. God will bring our enemies against us to make us strong, to test us in battle and uh and i believe right now uh if you're listening to me guys and you're and you're involved in uh spiritual warfare or if you're having things coming at you look at it like a testing god he's testing your faith Uh god doesn't test men but he'll bring his enemies against you to test we're tested by the word of god so um uh, and we're judged by the word of god so uh uh I'm trying to turn a negative into a positive if I can, and it's kind of weird to say it. Like we know these things are going to come at us. We need to use our enemy's weapons back against them, just like you say, Shannon. If a witch is going to send a curse on me, I'm just going to. I've got the power in Christ. I'm going to turn it around back on her sevenfold. I or him. I don't want to do that. It's. I'm not the one. I didn't say send me the shoot the arrow at me in the first place. You know, no, you're so not, exactly. don't curse do guys. You're not You're cursing when you I send don't it, want it back on sender. That's right. I don't want it, and it's got to go back to them. If they send it to you and you and you say, "I'm not going to take it by the blood of Jesus," you get it away from me. Then thank it's you, brother. Thank back you. Back
1: I don't want that present you sent me. <laughs>
2: That's right. That's right. And, and you know why, yep. guys? Uh, in in your emails, uh, in your even in your mailbox over your, uh, you'll you you know this, Shannon. I got rid of my television and my home phone. Uh, about four months ago, I I did it. Uh, a lot of reason I did it because it saved me a lot of money over the month, you know, and I'm saving all the money I can in these days. But but two, you know what? Uh, you'd be surprised how much time you have to do some great things for the Lord if you don't have a television in your in your room or, or in anywhere in your house or a telephone. I've got my cell phone a call for emergencies if I want to call somebody. You know me, Shannon. I use my Skype uh, with Blog Talk. I believe I live pretty much on a computer, but you know my calling was uh, to build a church without walls that's what God I told me about three years ago when he moved me down to Florida and I didn't know what he meant and now I know uh, it's the media that we're that we're going to build a church God doesn't want us to put all that money into that big lofty building and and buy the pretty comfortable pews and the big robes for the choir and this and that he wants us to humble ourselves and go out into the streets and preach his word to people and gather together in our homes or in a barn or a gymnasium and worship him in fellowship and take all that money that we're putting into that big building and and start feeding the poor and ministering to people in deliverance. We you know there's a great ministry that needs to be uh, in revival right now. We need to revive that part of of our walk in Christ. We need to start delivering people from demons. We need to start delivering people from sickness. We need to do all these things. You know, we need to start using those gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to pour out on us. But you know what? God's not going to give you a gift if you're not going to use it. Uh, think of the think of the parable of the talents. Uh, if you've got a talent and you're not using it for God, He'll take it away from you and give it to someone like Shannon or Rick or somebody else that'll do some good with it. And you'll be and you'll lose your blessing. I encourage you to do what God wants you to do and listen to Him. And, and be mindful of it and be a great, good and faithful servant so you can get your blessing. God wants to bless you. But he's not going to reward you for not doing what he wants you to do. And I think what he wants you to do right now is snatch, uh, snatch souls from fire. If you're a Christian and you know who Jesus is, your commission right now is to go out and preach the gospel to every living creature and save that erring brother or sister in Christ from fire by the way that they're living their life these things are where the demonic that strong man gets in that stronghold is he's taken place in that home and he's created a stronghold and if you don't get rid of it he's just going to invite some friends in uh then pretty much you know it's kind of like it's kind of like cascading you know dominoes once one gets in and you start living a certain way and then you open up another portal for another to come in you've got so many demons inside of you it's a constant battle just to just to keep your sanity about you there's a lot of people right now that are insane or split personalities or uh, you'll see people off in La La Land, and they're just staring off into space. Makes me wonder if if they the, the Neiman, demons didn't take their mind from them. You know? It makes me hungry when you mention Dominoes. Don't be tempting me
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should have known.
2: Shannon. It could have been sugar. You know, Domino sugar. I uh, I should have known that when I was going to say something that was going to make you hungry. You- um, yeah, your ministry revolves around your stomach, bro. <laughs> well,
1: but look, man, I, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. My wife, uh, she's a short order cook. I mean, I don't know. It's like going to a Waffle House. Whatever you want, it's ready in five minutes. I mean, she would make homemade french fries, you know, cut from the potato. I'd say, how did you come back so fast with that? And uh, I'm just not a great cook. I think about all I can cook is a, uh, a piece of bread. I can make a tuna fish sandwich. So I'm, I'm starving out here, guys.
2: Well, I'm a good cook. I'm a good cook. My my wife said uh, uh, I need supper, and I've got to go somewhere. And I said, "Well, okay, give me a few minutes." And I made her a salmon Caesar salad from scratch. You know, there's always a way to do it. And you know, of course, myself, I'm I think I'm having I'm having bologna and crackers. <laughs> well,
1: been better
0: than bologna on the think, bologna on know, I got to go
2: to sleep. I got to go to sleep sometime. So I'll take care of her. All right.
1: I mean, you heard the story about, uh, what was it, uh, Metallica. They said, well, they were so poor in the early days, they were eating bologna on hand. No, they couldn't afford the bread. Yeah. It reminds me of some of my, my days, you know. Uh, th- three tacos for a dollar, you know, ask for an ice water, so. Uh, ramen noodles,
3: ramen noodles, go, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, you can, uh, do, well, you can do some great things with ramen noodles if you're creative and you just got a few things in the kitchen. You can do some great things. I've had ramen noodles with beans. I've had ramen noodles with rice. I've had ramen noodles with bologna, Uh, spam. You you said that's hardcore, right
3: there. Yeah, that's that's hardcore.
2: That's pretty bad, but you know what? When you're hungry, it's pretty good. Uh, So, and and here we go back on. uh, We're talking about this. Maybe God's putting it on His heart, on our hearts, guys. Maybe it's not about the physical food God's putting on our hearts. Maybe he just wants us to start eating more spiritual food. Maybe he wants us to uh, feed our spirit man, and, and uh, maybe we're not, that's, maybe we're just starving our spirit man out.
3: That's an excellent point right there, because I was going to say a few minutes ago, with the diet thing that I'm doing, counting calories, I have to do it now for doctor's orders uh, to get my blood pressure down. but. I haven't experienced this before where I am kind of hungry all the time, but I know I'm getting what I need as far as the actual food, but it is causing me to eat more of the spiritual food. Yeah. So I'm being helped in more ways than one. Physically I'm getting healthier and spiritually I'm getting healthier. I think that's awesome. How God works that Rick,
2: out. I believe I believe there's a balance there I believe we have a have to have a balance in our spiritual man and our physical man and when we have that balance attained we're we're more apt to be able to do wonderful things uh, for Jesus in his name uh, you know yep. if we're out of balance in anything we're gonna be pulled in one direction or other I think there's I think there's one thing I think there's a problem in being too physical I think there's a problem in being too spiritual uh, if you're so spiritual yep. you don't see around you'll get run over in the middle of the street so keep your balance guys
3: Absolutely. Hey, yes. gentlemen. I have
1: to uh, thank you, get to Rick, bed here. for coming on thank tonight. I wanted to get you on for some time. And uh,
3: what are you doing your program next? Um, this coming Friday, I'm actually I'm interviewing a band called Ten Days. I used to be in it uh, back in 2001, I think. Wow. And they're still they're still kicking. Um, I stopped being the lead singer when we actually went out to that boys' ranch. So and. Uh, just kind of let them go. The Lord didn't impress impress upon my heart to join them again. So. But they're great friends. It's going to be a good time. We're going to play some of their music and, and get their testimonies and all that. Um, it's going to be one of my more uh, live shows where I actually do some actual talking. I've just been doing a lot of rebroadcasting to get my feet wet and figure out what I'm doing. So it'll be good. Awesome. Uh, Amen. Keep it going, my friend.
1: Uh, and also get the get the Deliverance website up and running. Absolutely. Keep putting that out. This is what people need. Uh, God bless you, Rick. Uh, say hello to your your family. Thank you for coming on. I will. God bless you. God bless you guys.
2: Tonight. Shalom, Rick. Have a great night, bro. Bye. Wow, great testimony.
1: That was uh, Rick Hoyt of Repent Radio, another one of our fellow Blog Talk uh, broadcasters. Randall, give out uh, information on your program and how people can tune into it.
2: That's Rando Radio uh, here on Blog Talk. Uh, it's real easy. Everybody in Blog Talk, if you're going chat rooms, you know who Rando is. Uh, www.randothemando.com is my website. If you want to reach me at my email, it's rando6299 at gmail. You can also get that information off of my uh, my website. I've got a devotional page that I'm working on, Shannon, that I was writing out uh, a devotion every few days. And I've gotten so tired. I'm not that great a typist, and it just wears me out. So I've put an audio player there. Now I'm having a, a pickle of a time trying to download my uh, audio that I'm doing through Audacity program over onto that player. I might have to put another player. So if you go to my uh, devotion page and there's just a player there, you can click it. It's not going to play anything, but you can look at it if you want to. Uh, hopefully I'll have it up and running tomorrow. Uh I haven't got any shows scheduled right now, other than Thursday night. Uh, God willing, Al it will be on uh, awesome. eleven o'clock Thursday night. We're going to be talking about uh, chemtrails. We're going to talk about um, a lot of things going on with the new world order and our shadow government. We'll be talking about the nine one one fiasco uh, through the government. You know, the big lie. Uh, Al Cuppet, you've heard him on here on Shannon. Awesome man in the Lord. Uh, knows a lot of stuff guys uh, i encourage you to tune in uh, pat holiday is going to be coming on the show really soon i just spoke with her in an email today uh haven't sent down a date uh i know you you pretty much have her wound up on uh saturdays shannon so she's a great lady uh, man. we, we,
1: we want to see her go uh, everywhere she can so that's aw- that's awesome my friend I mean, that was my also, dream, you know?
2: also you know? I've got la Marzuli coming on real soon she'll still don't have a date all these guys are so oh, yes. busy LA I, you know, I'm trying yes. I'm trying to get the good ones I'm trying to get the good ones on the show that that you guys need to hear their information um, uh, just watch my watch my show pages you know a lot of these guys are going to be coming God's blessing it with some really good guests especially with your help Shannon and I appreciate you for that and uh... uh Pray about this ministry that we got coming up, uh, in our, in our prayer, guys. Also, I want you to pray about something God put on my heart a, a couple of weeks ago, and I've told you about it, Shannon. Um, um, God's really want me to organize a deliverance conference in the Panhandle area. Uh, pray about it, guys. Uh, if you want to be involved in that, uh, shoot me a message on, on a uh, blog talk or over my email. Um uh, it's gonna take some, um uh, some funding. But I think God will provide that. I think it's something that's sorely needed. I don't know about you guys. When they had the Omega Conference out in um, Las Vegas, I think I wanted to go, but I just can't afford that. Uh, so I, there's a lot of people who live over on my end of the, of the country, so I, I think it's really important that we might can come together in fellowship, have a really good meeting in deliverance, and, uh, and maybe learn some things. We need a really a good deliverance conference where we can get, sit down with people like uh sister pat and some of the other great icons of deliverance and learn it from the pros how what we need to do and uh you know if you listen to some of shannon's guests uh, all these people they're so loving they want to share that with you so much that knowledge of how to deliver uh uh your fellow brothers and sisters in the lord from from demonic possession and also how to bind and loose demons uh there's a lot of things that we learn the healing in the sick and, and those spiritual gifts so pray about that guys uh I'm looking at the Florida Panhandle there, uh, JCL or Connors. Uh, so maybe, maybe even get a get a chance to see the the oil encrusted ocean that we have out here. I haven't been into the ocean uh, since the oil spill when they started putting all that chemicals and garbage in our water uh, out here in the Gulf. So uh, pray for that situation too, guys. Uh, but I, I think it'd be a great thing. And 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 like I say, just just pray about it. If if you want to be involved, get in touch with me. And if you don't want to be involved at least pray for it that God will give us the the right things to do there shannon uh, and a great show that was a great testimony you called in with uh what's what what about your upcoming show shannon
1: Well, we're going to be doing a double feature tonight uh we're going to have um Zoe Mortal on at eleven o'clock tonight a.k.a. minister joseph white uh good friend awesome. uh for many months I've uh, known Zoe back when I was uh still overseas. Developed a relationship, um, uh, good good man of God. He's going to be coming on tonight. We're going to be having a campfire chat, <clears throat> talking about a number of things. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, a couple shows already plugged in this week. Uh, I typically um, don't know until the last minute, folks, who we're going to have on, and I'm looking to uh, bring on some new guests. Not necessarily just have the same ones on week after week, although. You know, I enjoy that too because there's so few deliverance ministries out there that I mean, it's it's important, and uh, I want to keep the uh, the deliverance theme going. Um, there's so much to learn, so that's the only way to do it, folks. Is
2: get these people now, on. Not just that, Shannon. You got you know the guests that you have on. There's nowhere else on Blog Talk that you're going to learn the things that you're going to learn here on your show, and uh, and and praise God for that, and praise God for you. And I'm not trying to pump you up and get your head big, but. um you know God is working so wonderfully in you, and I'm so I'm so happy that I'm associated with you and blessed in the spirit. In that, I'm so happy with all you guys that are in chat right now. This is a blessing. This is a real big blessing if you're here. Heed what you learn on Shannon's shows. These are things that will save your life. These are things that will save your spirit, man. These are things that are going to get you help you get to heaven and help you uh, be in front of God and and not have to look down and kick and rock. You know, so. Uh, know tune in tune in as often as you can be proactive in the chat uh shannon is that we all do the truth is in god's word pick up god's word follow along with what we're talking about in our shows and uh and channel encourage you the same thing get in god's word that's the that's the sword pick it up make sure you got your sword sharp uh, don't have that dusty old bible that you got to kick the dust off of it and uh you know you still got the gold leaf still on the page I like that. You know, someone's reading their Bible and they've got a a, a late edition of a Bible that's worn out. So um, don't be that guy that's caught sitting in the middle of church, or you got that Bible sitting in the back uh, window of your car, sitting so you parking that preacher spot at the hospital. Don't be that guy that Bible's sitting there you never pick it up. Uh, you know what a Bible is that you don't open? It's a useless paperweight of a book. There's nothing holy about that Bible. To you. you, open it up, and then it's magic. It's God. It's Jesus on paper, and, and God will do wonderful things in your life if you'll only apply those words to it and try to get into there and learn more about God. So, you know, that's that's one of one of the most important things I think that I can encourage you in, guys, is pick up God's Word, learn what's coming. It's in there. Uh, God reveals more and more through his word every day. We're in the latter days. and those In the last days, Daniel said, uh, God said, I'll write my words on their hearts. I don't believe God's automatically going to take the Bible and write it on your heart. I believe you've got to open up his word and read it, and he'll apply that, and he will tattoo it almost onto your heart where you'll always be able to recall it. Your heart's where your spirit man resides. That's who's going to learn it, your spirit man. So whether you think you're reading the the word of God and you're getting anything, you might not be a, a, you might not be retaining one ounce of knowledge in your brain, but I guarantee your spirit man, your spirit man is learning a lot and your spirit man can do battle for you when you're asleep. We just saw evidence of it in Rick's testimony and you know that too, Shannon. I know it. Uh, I've been so, and, and I got to tell you guys, thank God for Shannon and, and deliverance ministries. I got involved with Shannon just a few months ago through blog talk. And, uh, I didn't know a whole lot about deliverance and, and ever since I've been shouting out, you know, uh, the word of God more and more on blog talk, um, I've been under lots of attacks. I've been through attacks of, uh, lethargy. I've been through attacks of just plain depression. I've been through attacks of uh, apathy. I've been through attacks of loneliness. I've been through attacks of, uh, where I thought I was stupid and didn't know enough of, of anxieties about shows and, um. and let me tell you what Jesus has always been there with, and and cleansed me from that when I applied His blood to it. So, you know we're gonna be we're gonna come under attack, guys. Just learn how to defend yourself. And I want to encourage you. Listen, to Shannon. Listen to what his guests are telling you. We all love you. I know Shannon loves every one of you. He sacrifices a lot of his time. We all do this blog talk hosts, but I know Shannon more so than most. He puts everything he's got into this show. So if you want to support a good ministry, if you want, if you've got a, a little bit of money you've been throwing into the coffers at your church, into that plate to build that big building and to make sure the preacher's kids go to the best school in the area and wear the best clothes, keep doing that. But if you want to really tie the way that God meant you to and, and don't let, you know, what is that Bible verse, Shannon? Uh, God's unhappy because you're stealing from me. So when you when you're when you're giving money to the wrong thing in a lot of ways you're stealing from God you're stealing in his, his tithes and offerings. so I would say take that same money you're putting in that plate or that you're sending off to that televangelist so he can get a new hairdo or get his wife some more pink uh, hair dye or something send it in to Shannon for for this ministry so we can get him streaming on a, on a, some other kind of venue other than blog talk let's get the message out there so, and I want to encourage you guys to support Shannon and everything through prayers and and showing up and giving him a little bit of support and, and money if you got it send it in. He'll he'll greatly appreciate. It. I guarantee it. We'll hey, man,
1: towards, I uh, I need some more gas, Randall, to put in my Learjet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no,
1: folks, listen. We don't well, you
2: know it. where I live, brother. You better stop off. We've got a new airport here. So uh, try it out. It's a it's now an international airport uh, in the in the gulf coast area so just come on over here and stop off in the plane and we will go pick up everybody in the chat send money in for the gas and that you know what we're, we're we're laughing about it but that's how it really is in church in, in the churches today we go out here and hey I'll, I'll have my limo pick you up and i'll meet you over to, at the tarmac and we'll jump into lear and we'll go on over here for this uh conference and then we'll go over to hawaii or something uh, that's exactly how it is
1: amen that, that you know, that's true
2: speaking there jason do i not sound like me tonight I've saw that in the room several times. <laughs>
1: We're we'll have to come up with a code word. I, I think you could be an imposter. You might actually be Dan Caden with the Messiah's branch. You sound so much like him. <laughs> 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 hey Randall, it was a pleasure and honor to have you on tonight, my friend. God bless you yeah, and uh, give nice out uh, time. give out the your web address and uh your show title again, please
2: rando radio uh, remember turn it up or turn it off guys you don't have to listen to what I got to say all you got to do is turn that knob off but if you want to know the truth about God's word and how to survive some of the things that are coming against us in these last days then turn that volume up guys I encourage it and, uh, and pray for me also www.randovamando.com is my website uh, check it out um, it's got some good links on there uh, for some things. you've got some pretty good information I'm really working on it so uh, pray that I can uh, that I can have enough time and enough. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty ignorant about computers. I've learned more about computers in the last three months than I've known my whole life. So I knew how to turn it on and check my email up until about three months ago. So God's really working with me in that. And uh, and God bless you, Shannon. Shalom to you, bro. Uh, you're awesome. I'll see you on your show here in a little while. I can't I can't miss Zoe. Uh, always a uh, an awesome awesome anointed show when Zoe's in the house. And I appreciate all you guys tuning in to listen to us. Uh, jaw with each other tonight. Uh, like I said, keep it in your minds, guys, about a upcoming conference. Pray about it. Uh, get in touch with me about it if you're interested in being part of it or supporting it or, 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 you've got an idea how we should do some things. And I'll be absolutely, uh, glad to help you get involved in that. And thank you again, Shannon, for having me on. And I, and I, I'd be happy to come on anytime. Come on over to my show anytime you want to. You've got a chance to take, bro, just to pop right in anytime.
1: Hey Amen. we're going to be you're putting a link up to... Uh,
2: you're a good friend of mine, bro.
1: Well, God bless you, man. I consider you the same. And tell Brahms I said hello.
2: That's, ba- that's Bams.
1: Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, you just, know, a lot of Bams. times
2: I can't... I can't remember I was remember thinking of Brahma Bams
1: Bull. Uh, Bams. B- B-
2: well, you know, uh, Bams is A-K-A-V. V, the letter V. She's an author. She wrote a book called The Infamous Schlamil. If you know what a Schlemiel is in, in a... In the, Jewish, in the Jewish language, it's uh, a mess up. Everything they touch, they mess up. And she was infamously a schlemiel growing up. And uh, she talks about things that went on. It's a memoir about her life and what Jesus did to change it. It's a great book. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to read it, it's a great. one. I'd encourage you to grab it. It's not really expensive. It's a paperback. Uh, that's on her site over at uh, Bams. I think it's that. I think her site is actually called a. Uh, it's K E E W I i-s uh like the fruit but spelled different uh you know tennessee educational system there shannon but uh, uh kiwis.com that's a uh, that's bam site it's uh v the infamous shlemiel that's bam so uh check that out there's a link to it on my webpage also and uh y'all tell her i'll give you your love guys uh great to see you in uh in the chat tonight guys stick around uh come back for the next show you're going to be blessed if you hear zoe zoe's awesome in the lord and thank you again shannon Uh, I'm going to get back to you and maybe I'll get off here tonight (laughs)
1: have a great night my friend thank you for coming on
2: thank you
1: that was uh, Rando the Mando website is blogtalkradio.com slash rando or randothemando.com Rando is a friend of Omega Man Radio and he's welcome anytime thank you for coming on my friend Uh, we have a few minutes remaining let's go to the line uh... Is this the infamous Zoe Mortal?
0: Yes, it is. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you, my friend. Uh, Are you calling?
0: I am on speakerphone in my office and um, just testing out this Magic Jack system. I haven't used it before. How's it sound?
1: Well, you sound like a uh, a robot.
0: (laughs) Should I pick up the the handset and check it out? out? Let me see. Hold on.
1: Yes, uh, try taking off speakerphone. All right, how about that? Uh, that's a little bit better. Uh, keep talking better. here. Yes.
0: Okay. I can hear
1: you pretty clear right now, so that's a good sign. We, we've got a little bit of um, com- computer morph uh, warping. Probably it good. may have to do with your connection. Uh, so what you're going to want to do is just make sure okay. you don't have any other things that are bandwidth hogs. Okay. It might be slowing your connection down. I hear you, I hear you. Well, I'm going to have to work on that, bro. Uh, this is the first, this is
0: like a test. I just instantly hooked this up about five minutes ago. And uh, actually, it's good that I'm on so that if you can hear that that fluctuation, and that means maybe I'll just call
1: on my cell phone. I'm just hoping that we have enough battery power to go the, go the distance. You know what I'm saying? Yes, uh, because uh, right now I think maybe you're calling in from Mars. But that's okay. <laughs> I can still hear you. <laughs> All right.
0: Okay, yeah, sounds well, hey. good. I'm Zoe wondering. Mortal is uh, out there. You know. He comes from Plat uh,
1: <laughs> It sounds like he's just now slipping through the portal. Zoe Mortal slipping, yeah, I'm through, the slipping portal.
0: through the portal. All right. Well you know you know what this is a sign of a sign that I should probably call in on uh, this cell, which is fine. I I'm charging it now anyway. Very good. And, uh, um, I'll work on the bandwidth problem and exploit. Well it's great to hear Rando the Mando. Uh, I believe we've spoken on MySpace in the past and uh, I know I've, uh, he's blessed, uh, a blessed minister, and I love listening to him. And was he talking about
1: at the end of it about he's doing a conference? What is he doing? Yes, uh, Rando has has been shown uh, two things. He wants to do a uh, do some spiritual warfare prayer, get the brethren together, and uh, pray. Awesome idea, Rando. Uh, if, if we would all start praying more, we could we could see some real strongholds broken down in this country. Wow. And then uh, Rando is was was going to put together a uh, conference down in Panama City, uh, and he's going to be doing uh, a revival down there, uh, some preaching, uh, do some deliverance. In fact, uh, I need to hook you up and uh, get him plugged into the Elijah Challenge Network. Wow, yeah. Well, that's that sounds like he's going to to the Elijah Challenge
0: pretty soon. Yeah, well, we'll get the whole crew out there. We'll get the Johnny Overman and Rock Rigo from New York. and be more will fly down there and we'll uh, we'll hit it hard. In the Lord, you know. Man, that'll that will be awesome. Uh, and uh, it sounds like he's ready for Raw. That's what it sounds like to me. He's ready to pray. Yeah,
1: you know, we'll we be talking get about Raw later on. There on
0: the air and hit them down.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Zobie, you well, thank just you for uh, for tuning in, and uh, we'll be ringing you back in about uh, five minutes. Yeah, um, and when are we starting? Okay. Oh, excuse me. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm listening It's an hour and five minutes, isn't it? Yes. You know, I think it's time for you <laughs> to have some more coffee, my friend. Yeah, you got to go fill the truck, brother. Actually, the real problem is, is Randall got me thinking about food. He mentioned uh, the domino effect, and all I can think about is Domino's Pizza.
0: Oh, you know, uh, we were at Reverend Steve Bell's today, and they bought us feet um, Pizza, some kind of, you know, uh, you know Charlatan Italian-style pizza, but, you know, it was like for a and it was okay. and somebody didn't like it, they went out and got Pizza Hut, you know, but actually Pizza Hut blew away supposedly the best Italian pizza that they could come up with down in Euless, Texas there. Really? So, uh, we had we had a, a, an Italian feast after the service. It was good. And uh, Reverend Steve Bell from Key Ministries was, was pumped up. He was on fire. He had the joy of the Lord. People
1: were praising shouting, and uh, it was awesome. Man, praise God! We love Steve Bell and yeah. Ministries. We're going to have him back Man. on soon. Uh, I'm I'm ready to see him ramped up and doing uh, more deliverance. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, he's one of the old timers that have been around a long time, folks. He knows a lot about deliverance. Uh, he was with uh, Frank Hammond, yeah. when Worley, and yeah. Mike, and so. Uh, we actually have a caller. So let's go to the lines and see who's on. Sure. Oh, well, you know what? I just was informed by the computer that I've only got one minute left, so. I have to out of time. Well, call, talk call, you about. call in, in an hour and five minutes we welcome welcome whoever that is absolutely God bless you Zoe we'll see you in an hour my friend alright God bless bye 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 caller you're on the air we have one minute remaining oh well the caller's gone well caller if you're listening uh, call in, in an hour we're going to have a special campfire program Omega Man and Zoe Mortal slip into the portal we also might have some guest pop-ins. Uh, Rich Keltner, Watchman Radio may be calling in. Uh, we're going to have open lines, folks. If you have uh, something you like to talk about, you got a question, we're going to open it up. 917-889-2745. I'm going to take an hour break, kind of determine. Am I going for a grotto run or not to Wendy's? I just don't know. Maybe I'll hold out and I'll just sip on coffee. This is going to be a long night. So I got to make a determination quicker. There won't be anything open except Wendy's. Wait a minute, it'll just be Waffle House at uh, at one o'clock. What's up with that? Ah, uh, unless that's what happens when you do uh, late night radio, folks. What a sacrifice. Okay, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in tonight, and we'll see you again on the next edition of Watchman Radio. Thank you for tuning in.